everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm Frank with my buddy AJ. How you doing? Hey, everybody. And we are going to discuss the recent release of Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, or whatever the title is, because they oh my flip-flopped. God. <laughs> um, but we saw it a few days ago. It came out right before Thanksgiving. We are currently recording Saturday morning after Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, I this was funny because I had not seen the original Wreck-It Ralph in theaters. I only saw it... Um, Earlier this year, it was on TV, and I recorded it because it was probably around in the time The Incredibles was coming out. Okay. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, this movie's so good. Yes. <laughs> and, and I was like, I have to watch yes. it before the new one comes out. Yes. I saw this the original Wreck-It Ralph in theaters, and I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, this was when I was living at home <laughs> uh, <laughs> and before I moved totally into Queens. Um, and yeah, I remember going to see it by myself at Deer Park. Um, and I remember loving Sarah Silverman and loving the little twist and that it was like kind of a legit movie. Like they kind of, I thought it would be more comedy focused and it, it does have some really funny comedy moments, but it's not every minute a new laugh kind of a movie. And I think this movie does that, but in kind of a different way. Yeah, um, I agree. They, so, like they both have really solid stories. Like it's yeah, it's not just a a joke fest. And like, you know, to to Disney's credit, like they have like these two arms of their animation. They have Pixar and they have like the Disney Animation Studio. Yeah, and like both of them are just putting out solid hits. Yeah, <laughs> like they're, they're just, just hit, they're hitting dingers, man. Yeah, it, it's it's great. Um, you know, I, it makes me really happy that they they have. This these two f- mini franchises that uh, they can uh, cater to adults and to kids that you know your kids gonna love this because it's it's so bright and sparkly and fun and the characters sound super silly and they all look really fun but like there's so many jokes in there for the adults that like we were dying in the theater like it's yeah it was pretty it was it was pretty funny so uh, let's talk about um anything else before we can get into spoilers uh i think the uh the, the tie-ins are super fun so that that'll be great there's no post-credit scene no. um it but it is uh you know it's it's pretty it's pretty fun from beginning to end um john c Riley and sarah silverman are both back there's also a ton of uh, new fun characters voiced by you know great talent. You have Bill Hader who plays like this like spammy you know uh, <laughs> yeah. junk mail kind of guy. Then you have Taraji P Henson who plays the algorithm of the internet. Uh, that was Gal pretty, Gadot. Gal Gadot was uh, one of the um, the racer lady Shank. It was very it was it was very good. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say is that I I feel like. Um... The original cast didn't have as much, you know. You had um, John Jane Lynch, Jane and, Lynch um, and the other guy, John McBriar. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they they were there, but they didn't do much. But like surprisingly, they had Alan Tudyk back um, in a different role, which was actually really cool because he was um, King Candy in the first one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, great, great voice talent. Um. I, I don't know how much money it made. Um, I think, like... yeah, it, you know, uh, okay, so I guess we can talk about spoilers, and I'd like to call this segment AJ Mansplains the Internet. 
Um, if I don't get this right, I apologize, <laughs> but I would like to state these facts as they were told to me last night because I had no idea uh, kind of what the whole thing represented. So now I'm going to attempt to explain this and my wife may chime in, but, you know, we're going to just, you know, this is the mansplaining segment. So we're going to try as hard as I can to, to keep this to my, my right. thoughts. You, okay. you got it. Okay. So in, so spoilers, everybody, spoiler warning. Uh, in this movie, you're going to see all of the Disney princesses. Okay. They all come back. It seems like they got most of the voice talent back. I mean, that seemed pretty cool. Um, uh, you had everybody from Beauty and the Beast. You had, you know, uh, you know, Little Mermaid. You had, uh, you know, Mulan in there. You had Moana. The T, the Tiana from Princess and the Frog movie is in it. You know, there Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. Everybody is every pretty much everybody is in there. And you know, at a certain point, they see. Uh, you know, Vanellope, who's wearing sweatpants, and they all change into pants. And uh, in this moment, it symbolizes the princesses and their advocacy for themselves. Because mm -hmm. so often um, princesses in these stories and depictions of women are wearing skirts. And women uh, are women feel that when they are wearing a skirt, you know, they have very easy access. It's, you know, constant access for any man to, we don't you know, feel women are, women are, are, they don't feel this way. They are a constant access by any man <laughs> to be opened up and, you know, raped. Um, and now they're, you know, they, by having pants, they are now, you know, autonomous and they can do work and they can go out and do shit. Um, and this is great. So, you know, I tried really hard, um, and, you know, you can all write me on the internets, but that is how I have mansplain this to you. Um, so, yeah, that's all great. And the princesses were very funny. They had a great scene. Most of that was in the trailer. They could have saved that. Disney Ugh. has a problem with this. Yeah, uh, that, that, they really should have saved more of that because it was great, and how like self-referential and meta it was about like you know what do you mean you 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 like no like i don't it, it just like was telling the story of every single one of these characters like summed up in like one line yeah <laughs> like, it, was, it was it was very funny yeah um so uh you know i i, I liked that i thought they you know the baby groot thing was pretty funny i like jason manzukas's little cameo there, uh, you know, doing questions. Um, I also really liked, um, you know, the Stan Lee cameo. That's super sad. And we'll talk yeah. about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this, it, this was, uh, you know, pretty much a romp through what I would consider a very sanitary and very linear internet. It's a great movie, I would imagine, to show your kid like what a representation of the internet could look like. Sure. You know, yeah, and and I feel like um this one in a way is similar to me in the sense of like the way inside out explained like emotions and like the mind and it showed like all these in, inner workings and 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 a, a really interesting way to represent it with characters and animation on screen. 
and um you know this isn't the first like computery based like obviously record ralph one talked about like how they were all just code and, and stuff like that and you have things like um tron like tron and, and obviously there's a reference to tron there so it's like this isn't the first stab at um trying to explain uh the electronic universe um but you know i think that they did a good job in in showing how big it is and uh, you know i was worried that they were going to have some like part of the plot where they were going to get stuck in the internet and they couldn't get back to their arcade but i'm really glad that 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 was not an issue that that was like it was more about the characters and they they leaned into the the idea that vanellope didn't want to go back and that, that that was more interesting to me than like some random obstacle that like they couldn't get back, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I like the, you know, I think this is Sarah Silverman doing something cool with this character. You know, I think that it's really nice that like she has, you know, Disney to let her kind of do this. You know what I mean? In a way yeah. that is not dissimilar from like a Robin Williams when he would go in and do his shtick and he make you know, I can imagine she goes and does different improv, improv kind of things and maybe goes a little blue and they're cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they let her do these kind of like the Alan Menken song was awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, like I thought that was really probably the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it, really, really funny. Um, what I, uh, you know, what I saw the other day is, um, in the Washington Post is, I believe, is that toxic masculinity is the enemy of Wreck-It Ralph 2. Um, and I think that that is very fair and very pointed and that kind of will sum it up what they're really going after here. And with, you know, but I don't think that that message is like ever summed up in this movie and I, and I didn't read the article i just looked at the headline but sure um you know the yeah uh, i mean it's a kid's movie so like there's only so much that they can go into that without it becoming too um too lofty for for kids you know like sure they can have those messages in there and they can have um the imagery there for for us adults to <laughs> to grasp but um but yeah, no, I mean, that, that tracks for sure. Like, based on, you know, the, the whole thing with the Disney princesses you were just describing and, and you know, this, like, the insecurity of, of Ralph, you know, multiplying throughout the internet and becoming this gigantic um, man monster that's, like, so single-mindedly focused. And it's, like, just, like, the... This, like, the uh, single voices of all the men becoming this gigantic thing because they all latch onto each other. Like you're, you're totally right. Like there's yeah. so much symbolism there. Like it, yeah. it, so, okay. So there's, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot, <laughs> you know, uh, so, uh, okay. Um, now that we're making movies where we're going to have these like really deep meanings, um, it's, you know, you know, wow. Like the things that they can do next, I'm sure will be nuts, but there are some parts of the internet like I was kind of hoping they could have dug down a little bit more into. Um, I thought they just kind of did a lot of surface flyover stuff. I also want to talk about what I felt was like just so much product placement. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, at a certain point, 
you know, uh, the way that all the ad companies just were shown in this, you know, the companies shown in this movie, just like after a certain point, it was just, it just felt like so much to me. Uh, I, and, you know, but even still, like, I feel like there are certain, you know, like, you know, components of the internet, like Wi-Fi and like how people, you know, use that kind of stuff that would have been funny or, uh, you know, serve servers, how servers work and, you know, really kind of communi- commuting, like how the back end of the internet is housed in different parts across the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that could have been, I, I don't know. I would have, I would have liked to have uh, seen a little bit more of that, but okay. Um, yeah. I, I like the 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 little representation of like the humans, the, the, the Funko like, Pop figures. Yeah, where like where they're you know connected via Wi-Fi and then you know they're talking in this like crazy voice. Like, yeah, that was funny because like you have all these people or these creatures that live in the internet that are you know code, and then they have like this human representation into it. Like that was pretty good. Um, and then. I don't know. Like they had this whole layer. I liked of... eBay. I thought the eBay scene was pretty funny. eBay, eBay was great. Yeah, uh... <laughs> I feel like they could have leaned more into the whole like uh, making money on the internet and like going like the Bitcoin route and and sure and and, and talking more about that because talk about like block whole... explain blockchain to little kids. They could yeah yeah exactly because that 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 was hugely relevant earlier this year and um, so. Um, you were going to say something, and I cut you off. So, sorry. No, I no. So now that you know the Wreck-It Ralph virus happened, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm cool. I'm cool with this movie. Uh, you know who? You know what was your favorite part? You know, do you have a a favorite scene? Um, I I think yeah. You the the song, uh, Vanellope's song slash the Disney princesses bit is still like just so so great um that was probably when I was they say the they most. save the day they save the day at the end they all work yeah. together to you know save them as they're plummeting down from the sky after they defeat yeah. the big monster yeah and you know ralph and vanellope's relationship through it goes through a lot and i think they did a good job handling that um it's not a specific moment and then like i i, I like the race i think the race was really good and well done too um because like that's again so important to Vanellope's character and like her seeing this kind of gross world of um, what was it like it's like Slayer Land I don't remember what the hell it was called the uh, slaughter race that's what it was um, slaughter like, race yeah like that just like that was a pretty interesting representation of like the way people play games on the internet and yep. like, how important it is to the humans but like. It's, it's like such it's just numbers and code and yep. but for for a character like Vanellope it, it means everything because it's this huge new world. Yep. Um so yeah, I think you were going to talk about the product placement and so um yeah, I think you and I have maybe different opinions on it. So I I'll let you go first. No, I just think it's a lot. I just think that, you know, when you show kids this movie is meant for kids. It's a kids movie. And, you know, like, if you show them, it's, it's just a way for these companies to attack them with, you know, brandings and things that they want. You know, to me, and I know that this is going to seem also wrong, um, when, when I saw the 
princesses change. I'm like, look at all the outfits they just sold with all the different, you know, little sayings of all the princesses on them that all these mm-hmm. little kids are going to want. Like, and like the, the relentless merchandising and, you know, of this Disney product um, and the way that it's all going to go, you know, once the streaming service, you know, goes into effect, you know, we talk about this all the time, you know, there's so many new properties they're thinking of doing. They're thinking of doing a Loki series. They're thinking of doing, they're going to do Mandalorian. They're going to do a Cassian Landor scene. They're going to do uh, a Cassian Andor uh, series. They're going to do, um, you know, who knows where this DB uh, Benioff and Weiss thing is going to go. Uh the the Disney streaming service will take up so much bandwidth. You yeah. know what I mean? And like they uh you know, we didn't talk about net neutrality at all. Um I I just think that the the branding and the merchandising, you know, unlike Toy Story where it's uh I think it's just of the toys. Like I don't remember them like advertising like adjacent products. Yeah, no, like any like you know, Pizza Planet or the, uh, whatever toy store or the uh, or the restaurants that they've gone to, like it's all fake, yeah. um, and it's like in universe for them, and it it's just, I don't know. I think for me though, like for it to represent the internet in a in a way that we as an audience can you can see, I it, get it. Yeah, like it would it wouldn't mean as much for it to all be fake. You know, fake Facebook, fake Google, fake this, like that all looks like those. I like I like the search guy. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that that was the Alan Tudyk character uh, knows more. I think that was really good, and <laughs> it's like so predictive trying to guess what you're going <laughs> to say. Um, that was those were good bits. Um, but it was interesting, like the ones that they could say and the ones that they couldn't. Like they had a huge Google, um, like tower. I don't know if they ever said the word Google because they didn't even they didn't have YouTube. Right. They had like they had Buzz BuzzTube. BuzzTube, yeah. Um, and so which like, I think they should have made sure that they had the rights to <laughs> before they made that up. Yeah. Because like, how many little kids are gonna go try to go to BuzzTube and get routed to like RedTube or some shit? <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I liked having eBay. I liked that they were super meta and that they had a whole area for Disney. Um, and it was fun to see, um, not just the princesses, but you know, the, the star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff. And it, it, we didn't even get BB eight though. We just got stormtroopers. You know, like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, let, let's get some, let, let's get, yeah, come get that on. Disney synergy get going. That, to get the it next. going. Um, I'm but, sure that I'm sure that whoever voiced the stormtroopers are like dudes who like directed this movie who wanted to mm-hmm. be stormtroopers. <laughs> sure, you're probably right. Um, so like the other thing that um, I don't know, like as a movie that references the the movement that it, uh, that is going on, the Me Too movement, and that's like really poking um, a lot of energy at men. Like at, you didn't, I think you guys missed the 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 thing at the beginning, but they had, um, I guess it was like the director, um, or maybe there were co-directors, one of the producer. It was like literally three white men sitting in chairs, like playing around with their phones before the film, like talking about the movie that we're about to see. And then the other day I was watching on TV. Um, it was, a. Uh, it was like 
a preview for Mary Poppins too, and in a similar way, it was a bunch of white men talking about like this character and this this woman female character, and it's like I just think that Disney is like playing with a really slippery slope. So what happened at the very beginning that we missed? Well, it was it was not part of the movie. You know how like sometimes it's like oh you know I'm the director and this is yeah. our new movie and like. We hope you enjoy it. And like they they had this whole bit with the phones and how they were like doing FaceTime, but they were all standing in the same room together and like, but it was like three white men and yeah, okay. it just it just to me like to see that on on Tuesday and then on Thursday to be watching this thing about Mary Poppins, it's just like man, like Disney brass is like all white, all men, and they're doing they're they're trying and like they've been doing this forever for sure, like. Yeah, Disney is such a closed company now. It's so different, you know, like, um, but just like the, the messages that they're putting out there and and they're trying to say, like, if they want to really validate themselves, they need to like shake things up a bit and, you know, maybe not show that clip, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit, a little bit wrong. Um, Ava DuVernay was fired from Thor, not, not Thor, Patty Jenkins. Uh, was fired from Thor to the dark shit, you know, like yeah. they can't, you know, they had, uh, they had Ava DuVernay for wrinkle in time. It didn't make super money. I'm, I don't think that they'll have her back. Like also that movie was, that was, you know, it was, it was fine. You know, uh, wrinkle in time. Yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, um, anyway, okay. that, that was just a side, side note, but, um, Ralph wrecks the internet. Yeah, I think it was a lot of fun. I think um, I want to see more. I, I I don't I don't need it next year. I, I you know I think they can they can go away for a while and um, you know come up with the next relevant thing because you know the internet is constantly relevant and they were able to make it really um, poignant and 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 uh, very current. Um, so what what the next thing could be? I don't know you know, VR or, like, brain implants in 10 years or something. They, they can have some commentary on there. That that will be really fun and, and interesting. Um, but, um, yeah. yeah. Or or just don't overdo it and, and let these two exist in, in their uh, duality. Like, uh, you know, I, our conversation around Incredibles 2 earlier this year, I was like, okay, that was great that they, they did a second one, but maybe don't rush into a third one. Like, really really think about it first yes agreed agreed okay Okay. so let's um let's take a little bit of a moment here um to as we are talking about disney um we can transition into our our marvel superhero um oh man of stanley um who sadly passed away um I guess a little over a week ago at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was 95, so, you know, it was one of those things that I feel like, you know, when you're you're going by every day and, you know, something starts trending, you know, you always wonder what's going to happen. And it just felt like one of those things that was kind of inevitable. I mean, life is, is that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's hard to prepare yourself for that moment when you – when it does happen that he was, he lived a very long life. And like the crazy thing that I keep reading is like all the, the stuff that he did with Marvel comics 
like starting in in the early '60s was like like almost halfway through his life. Some of the, the the amazing work that he did was you know he was already older than we were. Yeah, we I, are currently. It's interesting because I think it's uh, so I watched. I watched a whole bunch of stuff, so I'm really upset. I'm really still very sad about Stanley. Um, it's incredibly, um, it's a new kind of world that we live in without Stanley. Mm-hmm. Uh, he represented an old tie-in between, you know, the original, you know, inception of these characters that we talk about and love so much now, um, and kind of where they all came from, and kind of why we all love these comics so much. Uh, I watched a lot of people who memorialized him. I think it was the best one you should probably all watch is the uh, uh, Fat Man Beyond Kevin Smith podcast memorial with him and Mark Mm -hmm. Bernardin, um, Mm -hmm. where Kevin Smith, who met him and really worked with Stanley since the early 90s, um, got to know him pretty well. So what they had said, and I thought this was pretty poignant, I'll just, the one thing I'm going to pick up from them is he came in from like, I think the early 60s to like the early 70s. So he had roughly a decade at Marvel. And Mm -hmm. in that time, he created pretty much everything we are still talking about today. From Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, uh, you know, X-Men, all of those characters. You know, everything that existed, you know, that was then born kind of came out of his head as long as with these a whole bunch of different artists like Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and all these different other guys um, who were the artists and, you know, kind of drew these up. And then Stan would write 10 comics a month for 10 years. You know what I mean? And like that, like the level of prolificness in that amount of time you know, is uh, maybe a creative achievement that is unmatched by maybe anybody. Like, like that is, you know, what a power lift of creative, uh, you know, drive to do. Um, so now, you know, we kind of all sit back and, like, you know, we think about, you know, all this, the cameos, you know, all the different, photo ops in different places that different people got to meet Stan. I didn't get to meet Stan. I wish I had done that. Um, but he's a, he's a legend, man. Like he's, he saw something in the way that the characters of these other comics were being written and like saw an opening in the market, but not only in the market, in the, the soul of the American spirit. Yeah that, like, it's not just about having superpowers. It's, like, how do you deal with growing up? How do you deal with being, uh, you know, different than everybody else? How do you, you know, deal with not able to being, you know, able to control your emotions, not being able to deal with the way things happened in your past and now how you're going to, you know, go forward, you know, and be better in your future? Like, he really made these characters rich and deep and nuanced and full of life and, uh, you know, uh, struggle that everybody around the world has really grabbed onto and given a big hug of, inf- of, of influence and adoration. Um, you know, 
I don't know if we'll ever see another Stan Lee. You know, I think that his legacy is kind of singular in and of himself. And, uh, you know, rest in peace, Stan. Like, the, yeah. you know, really the, you know, with things like Stan's soapbox, he used to write in the sides of the comics, like these really heartfelt, inspirational, meaningful, you know, uh, passages and prose to the kids you know, about bigotry, about racism, about doing the right thing, you know, and this is something that's lost, you know, in, in the sixties, in the earlier time period, comics had to have the Marvel code. They had to have certain levels of, you know, uh, violence and stuff that they could show, you know what I mean? Right. They had stricter, stricter rules on what could be in these comics at that time. Uh, after, you know, the pulpy area, era of the 30s and 40s. Um, so in the 60s, when he's coming up with this stuff, like every Marvel comic is about something scientific happening. You know, it's radiation or, you know, genetic mutants or yeah, mutations. gamma rays or, you know, Iron Man builds his own suit, you know, all this different shit. Like it's always some kind of science-based forward-looking idea matched yeah, in some ways by roddenberry you know? yeah and matched by roddenberry in like star trek you know yeah um <sighs> yeah and it, it's a it's so interesting because like you and i um obviously did not live during that time when they were writing like when he was writing all these comics and creating all these characters um but we lived in a time that is equally like the stuff that Marvel um, uh, Studios is doing. You know, like they they took all those ideas and they they blew it up on the big screen. Where like I, I feel like in our childhood and you know maybe in the in the nineties eighties like it, it was mostly still on the page and you know they had the, the animated shows and they tried all this stuff like but you know this kind of renaissance that we're in right now where all those ideas from 50 years ago are like popping up again. All these characters are popping up again. And, and it's such a huge culturally like relevant moment that, you know, to, to have Stan in those movies and, and kind of give a wink to the camera was always like an amazing moment because it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here because uh, like I'm here because of the things that I was able to do and, and, and pe people are recognizing that. And, um, you know, th they even had a lot, like a lot of the, the Blu-rays that like he's in them in some sort of commentary or, you know, like there, I didn't know really the, the impact of Stan Lee until probably like the, like the late two thousands. Right. Like I, love the comics like i didn't really read comics growing up i read a ton of comics now i was into some of the animated shows and like the early movies like the early x-men's and spider-man and i knew he was involved then but like it i've only grown to appreciate him as time has gone on and like it's it's definitely tough you know you know like you said like the world without stan lee is kind of a very very different one um and you had you know he had such a powerful voice all those years and such a, like a friendly approachable f figure it seemed like and um you know he was he would always attend the various comic cons and he didn't he have his own comic con 
for a while too. Like yeah, he had a wizard con, didn't? Isn't that his thing that he started? <sighs> Something like that. Um, you know. So yeah. You know, Godspeed, Stanley. Thank you for everything. And uh, you know, he had a kind of a rough last year of his life. Um, you know, and I hope that uh, he's um, you know resting easy and you know now the you know the time has come where like we'll all settle in to a world without Stan Lee but they banked five I think cameos for Stan for the upcoming movies so yeah I mean I know that they have um they said that he's definitely in the next um Avengers he's in the next Avengers I think he's in Captain Marvel and and Spider-Man yeah yeah. So I, and probably uh, Dark Phoenix, if I were right, because he's been in. Has he been in the X Men ones still? He he's in sometimes in these in the X Men ones. So maybe he's still he's in that too. Um, so, so we'll see. Um, so yeah, I'm. I think we're all sad. I think we can all be sad for a little while longer, and then we all have to kind of move on. And you know, the world is a uh, one less uh, Stanley richer. So, okay, um, uh, everybody, sorry to leave you on such a depressing note, but don't worry, uh, we'll be back with uh, plenty of more episodes coming in the next few weeks, you know, uh, we want to get back into the swing of uh, seeing some movies and seeing some stuff and talking about it, we like doing that with you and with each other, um, you know, as always, Spider-Man movie coming out, we got sure. Aquaman, we got uh, a bunch of other stuff like loaded towards the end of the year so we'll we'll have some things and then definitely into next year like we were just saying marvel just can continue on um and uh yeah we we want to keep chatting and um spread the positive vibes and we like back to the the movie we just talked about we we enjoyed wreck it ralph so we hope that um you go check it out you go check it out okay so uh, everybody, thanks for tuning into the Long Lost Heroes podcast. As always, you can check us out at LLH Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can email us to info at longlostheroes.net. You can go to our website, www.longlostheroes.net. Uh, I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.